with our first uh, Patreon episode. Hi, Kix. What's up? Uh, nothing. Just enjoying the Sunday. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this. I can't wait. I know. I know. It's really going to be great. I'm excited for what we're going to talk about today, and then I'm excited just to, like, I was just thinking today about all the different shows I want to, like, talk about. I know. I mean, the possibilities are truly endless, so that's exciting. Uh, we're never going to run out of content. No, we really <laughs> won't. So, um, I, I, yeah, I could, I'm so excited when I, I know I've said that a hundred times, but this is so new to Tom and I, the, what we're about to talk about today. So it, it was mind blowing. Yeah, it was really cool. So before we get to what we're covering, which is real world, uh, I want to say thank you if you're watching this, cause that means you are a subscriber to our Patreon page, which is super exciting. And uh, we are just so thankful to have people here who want to chat about all this stuff with us. So, um, yeah, thank you for being here. Episodes are going to come out on Wednesdays here on Patreon, so we'll have deep dives. So for the next six weeks, because uh, there's six episodes of Real World Homecoming, uh, so there'll be six weeks of coverage of that. You'll get a video like this. And uh, sometime in the next month or so, we'll do our first little happy hour with everyone who subscribes to the page. Uh, and our parents will be there and we can all chat about, you can ask us questions about the Hamlets. You can also <laughs> ask us questions about reality. And we want to hear your questions. We want to ask people like what reality made them dumpster divas and yes. things like that. You know? Yeah. And definitely ask our parents why they didn't w let us watch the show. Yes. That's going to be a <laughs> super hot topic starting at the top of this. Um, wait, so, okay, so we are covering Real World Homecoming. I did watch uh, the first season of The Real World. So just, I want to kind of like go talk about the first season for a, for just a little bit. Um, so all this is on Paramount Plus. Uh, so they have free trials there. You can binge Real World um, and just split the trial. It's only, it's you can get it for $5 a month with, and that's the like with commercials option. And Real World's only 20 minutes long. So it's super easy to binge and fly through. Yeah, um, it's like a, it's like a long movie because it's like, I said, it's like a really, it's like a long movie. It's, I did the math because I'm crazy and it's 200 um, minutes the whole season. It's 13 episodes, not 10. So longer than that. Never mind. But it's, <laughs> it is like the extended cut of Return of the King. Yes. <laughs> so a super long movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, no. So. Let's talk history of real world a little bit. So 1992, Kix, you weren't even born in 1992. That is so crazy to think about. I was, I wrote that down too to talk about because 92, uh, something that we, I, we definitely should talk to mom and dad about when we talk about this next week too, is our parents were traveling a lot to New York City at the time. So they, and like the, my bosses and things like that, they, they know about the nineties in New York City and it is certainly nothing like it was today. Like my, I remember our mom talking about how like Times Square was where all of the um, strip clubs were, and it was just like a weird hub of nothing like it is today. Well, Rudy Giuliani did a lot of that. He right. clean cleaned up Times Square, which it's funny. Rudy Giuliani is such an interesting character in like the history of um, New York because he was our like. For a lot of people, like they didn't live here. Like in Texas, we thought we thought Rudy was like a like savior for like saving New York City from nine eleven. Right. Yeah. And 
as you become an adult and you realize he's a he's a bat person. <laughs> he's mean, the he's the OG COVID bat. <laughs> he is. I was gonna say, he, or like the penguin from the Batman. He shares <laughs> such resemblance to the penguin. It's really <laughs> definitely the shape. Definitely his shape. And his face. <laughs> oh my god! I love that his. You know that his daughter is like very like anti him and like it's iconic. All of the everyone's daughters are I know. anti them. Like Kellyanne Conway, famously, her daughter's like a TikTok star because she just rips into her mom. It's oh hilarious. God. She's <laughs> so someday. Speaking of, um, wait, what's her name again? Kelly, her daughter. Yeah, what's her name? I don't I'm remember. I'm forgetting. Oh God, someone's gonna be mad that I didn't remember yeah, this. Yeah, but yeah. um, she because she's on American Idol yes, this year. Yes. Yes. Which. Something that hasn't come up on the podcast at all is American Idol. We no, that's not true. We have talked about it because I've we've told the story about us um, voting for Fantasia a hundred oh, times in our game. Oh yes, room. who was that that we had on? Was that Hannah Brown? No, who was that? I can't I don't remember. Know. Someone will tell us if not the person that we interviewed talking about. It. <laughs> well, so. Yeah, I'm just, I, that would be a fun, I don't know that I'd want to watch all of season one of American Idol, but maybe just like the like, the top let's 12 watch, moments. No, let's do this. Let's watch Justin, from Justin to Kelly. Yeah, that gives you everything <laughs> you need to know. Um, <laughs> no, but 1992, New York City, I was only two years old. I was a thought. Not a T-H-O-T. <laughs> just no, I, no, not to get weird about it, but <laughs> it was probably cooking. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, we don't know what we don't. We don't know. No, no, you definitely no, I weren't definitely cooking. Definitely was not. Yeah, it, it would have been an eighteen-month pregnancy if you were cooking because you're born at the end of ninety-three, so you were conceived at the beginning of ninety-three. You and I are both Valentine's Day babies, like in that vicinity. Well, uh, you're you were you were more of a New Year's baby, but I'm definitely Valentine's Day. This is such Decem a cool conversation to have with like thinking December about when our parents to February. Had sex Isn't that ten months? Up. Isn't that ten months? Tom, ten? It's no, nine I, months. I know it's nine, <laughs> but like I'm saying like nine ish. Like February first, December first is ten. So February fourteenth, December fourth, it's nine ish, don't you think? <laughs> this is we don't Let's we don't move need, on. we can't here's the thing we can't cut things out because um <laughs> this video is going video. over the Patreon. No, let's well, I can't on. I know I can cut some things out because the here here's here's the deal. If you subscribe to the Patreon, you're getting an exclusive talk yeah, about that's when true, you're that's conceived, true. which I know is what you pay for on yes. the Patreon. Um I, I also want to mention um about New York City. I looked up the price of the apartment now that they stay uh, in. Okay, well, what was um, it then? So the apartment in 2019 sold for $7.5 million, which I feel like, honest, honestly, for the location, so it's on Broadway and Prince, so it's in Soho by, like, the REI, if you know where that is. Um, and for the location and the <laughs> That's size? the least gay. Like, you're, like, <laughs> not not by, like, the Soho house, not by, like, the, like the Chanel store. Kix is, like, sitting in her flannel, and she's, like, you know the REI down there? I'm, like, no. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, Dean and DeLuca, that's literally on top of Dean and DeLuca. They hold Dean and DeLuca when they're filming oh the first God. season. I'm <laughs> REI. My straight is showing, yes. Um. 
Anyways, I find that pretty reasonable. I couldn't afford it, but seven point five location. I just no, want, again. I want to stress. That's so much money. That place is not worth that to me. It's huge. It's huge. I know. I just is is it that big? I actually think that it's a little. I think it looks big because the the communal spaces are huge, but there's only like two bed, three bedrooms. Well, okay, because they so are all sharing rooms. Yeah, if they're all sharing rooms. In in the original show, there's only two people per room, but in the show that they in Homecoming, not not to be not <laughs> Beyonce's Homecoming. I, I was gonna say or Spider Man. <laughs> um, You're really coming in with the straight takes today. You're like REI and Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm never this straight. Okay. Um, there's three people per room. Right. So, yeah, there's probably two to three bedrooms or three to four. I don't – I honestly don't know. I just uh, – seven million, it's like when I see people buying apartments in the city that are that expensive, and by seeing I just mean like on my television screen, I'm like, go buy outside of the city and just like rent a small apartment – to like come and like hang out in when you want to. Like, like I don't yeah. understand. Like, like you could you could make money renting and Airbnb a spot in the city and buy for seven million dollars upstate. You could get an eight bedroom house. Or even, seven million. Or even like, like in Brooklyn, you can get like a really nice brownstone. Right. For less than seven million. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's a okay. Crazy. Fine. It I, is a lot. I should have looked up what the rent was. Um, at look up time. while we're talking. I don't know what the rent was at the time. Um, I do no, know. No, look up. Look up like the average rent in Soho in 1992. I'm curious. Um, no, but 1992. I mean, it's crazy to think that 30 years of reality television has happened. You know, it's. I mean, we're not like thir- 29, I guess, but. Okay, so just by this um, random website I clicked on, 1992, a studio was 645, a one-bedroom was 823, and a three-bedroom was 1305. The whole thing? (laughs) (laughs) I pay $1,300 now (laughs) for my two-bedroom, well, I have a roommate, obviously, but two-bedroom in Washington Heights. Okay, in the, um, in, so I live up in the Harlem Heights border and Kevin during the season one, he talks a lot about how he grew up on 163rd in Amsterdam. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's your I'm not going to reveal my exact location here, but that's, that's my location. <laughs> um, um, but I, it's just so crazy to think, I'm sure that I would, it would be a very interesting conversation with Kevin about, um, how gentrification. unfortunate gentrification is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know? so I, one last thing about, um, money, they did get, um, paid for the whole season, whole season on the original se- first season of, um, real world. They got paid $2,500. Don't tell the 90 day fiance kids <laughs> that cause they're getting paid less than that. I know <laughs> <laughs> it's truly nuts. But at the uh, time, like they they get to stay for free. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I would still in nineteen ninety two. Oh my god, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of money, and I'd do something for twenty five hundred dollars. Oh, absolutely. And that's why we started a Patreon. Yeah, they only recently. <laughs> I know this is. I, I don't know if this is interesting or not, but they only recently bumped it up to fifty five hundred a season. 
Oh, like the most recent seasons of Real World? I don't know. It said recently on the one side I looked at. I mean, there was a season like a couple, three years ago still. Yeah. They were doing them on Facebook Watch, which. Yeah, I actually, I've said that, I think I've said this before on the pod, but I was at a bar in Seattle when they were um, filming Seattle Real World and it was weird. <laughs> Not. F- for those listening, not the Seattle. There is an iconic Seattle real oh, world. Oh, no, no, no. Not I mean, that one, but the again, one that was a couple years ago. Yeah, that was yeah. in like 2017, so. Right. Yeah. Um, no, so um, the real world uh, intro slogan is, this is the true story of seven strangers picked to live in a house, work together, and have their lives taped. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting... Will someone get the phone? <laughs> My favorite line. I need that on the soundboard. I have a board here that, for okay, those that I, can't see it. And, I but, think that, oh, we both do. Yes, and behind the curtain, Jared's dying to set that up for us, so. Yeah, I mean, it's truly so easy to set up. I have I have one thing set up on here. It's just okay. our intro, but. Um, oh, I was like um, ready for it. What'd you say? Oh, I can play it. <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah. Seven <laughs> friends. One apartment. <laughs> Brother and sister. One <laughs> podcast. What happens when siblings start This is the real <laughs> talking life. about REI. <laughs> I can't you REI Spider Man and you're rocking an Excalibur Las Vegas tank top that I'm it's sure vintage. Trump supporter owns in no, Alabama. I, I trust me. Before we recorded this I looked it up. <laughs> I looked up who owns the place before I recorded this on um, and it goes on social media. I wanted to make sure I wasn't wearing something w- that was owned by Donald Trump. Okay. I mean. It's not. No, I, I don't. I know. I'm just holding my <laughs> thoughts in about the I, the Excalibur Hotel in general and casino. <laughs> it's a vintage shirt. I like it. No, it it is kind of cute. Well, um, okay, so our bash, cast. Yeah, now that we've bashed my clothing choices, but continue. <laughs> No, you have an iconic look. I do. Um, so we have Heather B, icon. Yeah. Julie, Becky, uh, Eric Neese. I feel like I like to call him by his full name, Eric Neese. Yeah. Um, Norman, Kevin, and Andre. So um, I, I should have written this down, but a lot of them are from the New York Metroplex area or live in New York Most of them. Now. Every one of them except Julie. And I wrote that down. I actually. wasn't sure about Andre. I, didn't, I couldn't remember. It was Andre. I think so. Or like they either went to, they were all like, most of them were like either in NYU, graduated from NYU, or grew up in New York City. And then Julie came from Alabama because she's Birmingham. a dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the, the beginning of the real world, the first season, it kind of starts out with kind of a documentary. St- the whole thing is very documentary-esque, mm-hmm. like the old the old seasons. Um because reality television wasn't a thing, you know? So they were filming it like a documentary and it was very, un- it's really truly unscripted and kind of raw footage. It starts out with Julie and her family uh, in Alabama um, and her, her crazy church and horrible. her father and not liking black people. And yeah, well, you know, obviously I know that the issues we continue to fight for in this country are not new issues. They're just newly, they, they get um, reignited when, you know, unfortunate things happen. 
And the fact that they were filming this show during the Rodney King um, uprising in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and they were also filming this show like in the same year as George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud mm-hmm. Aubrey and all that stuff. It's just really interesting how much time can go by. 30 years, 30 years is, is kind of a long time. And uh, for yeah. so much to not have changed, think to yourself about 30 years before 1990. So 30 years before 1990, we have like the civil rights movement, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I, in my brain, from what I understand of history, there's a lot of change and progression that went from segregation to the 1990s. And then let's take a moment and think about 1990 to today. And sometimes it only feels like we were able to elect a black president, you know? Right. And that it, it's, that the timeline of, of so, and not even that that's social change in any way, it's, it, it's, it's, that just should happen. We should have leaders of all different races and it's just kind of like it's just weird how not weird it's just you you really makes you think 30 years is a long time and not a lot has changed in this country and what are we doing today to um make a change yeah and i think that it was really interesting and definitely faked that they started recording not recording they started filming in the summer of 2020 in versus what exactly what you were saying, Tom. In the no, no, no. This was filmed in January 2021. Oh. Yeah, it was filmed like well, not that long ago. I mean, ago. I, I say that. I say what I said because they, um, you see them supporting black trans, like a black trans protest, um, Black Trans Lives Matter protest outside. In the preview, yeah. Yeah, so No, I'm I like, think that that's just because that, because trans, black trans women can continue to be murdered, and I think that that was probably just a, um, I mean, there's there's marches all the time in the city. Right, and yeah, I'm saying that that's, it's, I'm, I'm shocked and pleasantly surprised that marches are still going on, and, um. No, there was a title card that said January 2021. Okay, great. It must have been filmed right after New Year's because they, they only filmed for six days. Because I know right. that wasn't that long ago, so it's like, how do they turn it around that fast? But they they there's a, there's only six days of footage, um, which reminds me. Wait, something I do want to talk about. This is so unrelated to the serious things we're saying. Okay, I saw someone post about this on Twitter or Instagram. That that last episode of Summer House. Oh, you're not caught up. Yes, yes, we are. We watched it last night. Okay. The last episode of Summer House, the f- the whole hour, was less than one day. Yes, I caught that when they was filming. They talk about I it. I didn't at the catch very, it until I at the it very was, end I, of the episode. Kyle goes, "This was the worst fucking day ever." I couldn't believe it was one day. That was crazy to me. Yeah. Anyways, um, check out our Summer House recap. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just, it, but it did the timeline of. You know, you know, in school when you make the time capsules <laughs> yeah. and you put like your snacks in there and yeah. you know, all that stuff and you never go back your to Britney it. Britney Spears DVD. The, and the yeah. real world seems like a time capsule that why would we ever go back to? And they and we they've done it now. And it is I like don't have any emotional connection to this franchise except just starting it um, a couple days ago. And I was um, I was like crying. When when Eric didn't get to go into the house, I literally was crying. I was like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know these people. 
And and hearing them talk about how they have not seen, they have not all been together since the 90s, like in a room together. Crazy. It's nuts. You can tell that some of them have stayed in contact for sure. And they talk about that a little bit. Like I've seen, I haven't seen XYZ in since. It seems like Heather B is the glue. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of them have contact with her and she's my glue. She's mine as well. (laughs) I, I truly, she's her bringing out all of that liquor. (laughs) Wait, we'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. I want to just, I want to talk a little bit more about, about season one. Um, just some highlights for those who have not watched season one, um, worth a watch you can kind of skim through it what is worth watching are the race conversations so we talked mm-hmm. about the Rodney King and versus George Floyd but there are some really really interesting conversations about race that happened between Kevin and Becky and Kevin and Julie and mm-hmm. Kevin and Eric Kevin and Andre literally all of them um Julie I said Julie uh Kevin Andre Eric, uh, all of them yeah um and it's, I'm curious to see like how, when they, how they address that as they head into the season, it looks like there is going to be some, some drama about it, but the yeah. words that they're using are words that we're still using. And when we're having difficult conversations with people, you know, yeah, it's and interesting there's a lack, there's something, something that they all said when they came back into the house that I wrote down that I found super interesting was that they were all talking about how cocky they were back in 1992 when they walked into the house. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's so interesting. And then, like, I was like, I didn't even really think about that. But, like, they all come at these conversations with this, like, like the way Becky comes at her conversation with Kevin talking about race is Becky is so cocky. And she's very, like, closed off to the idea of criticism that she has race, racist behavior yeah, and um, same with Julie, and too. And all of them use, it's so it's so funny because people still try to do this to this day, but saying, like, I have black friends. Like, that was, like, yeah. most of them said that to Kevin. It's like, I have black friends. But Kevin wrote this note in the original house, and he said something that I just want to reiterate here, and that is that white people have the opportunity to work half as hard to get twice as far as black people do in this country because of how innately racist uh, our system is. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about it. And I wrote down this great quote that Kevin said in the reboot. He said, um, let me find it. He said, this is Kevin. So he says, that's who they casted. They just didn't know it because they didn't ask the right questions. Yeah. And on, he's he's speaking on like his, how for lack of a, there's so many better terms, but his wokeness, quote unquote, right. as, and as how like much they he would was call it. willing to go there. And before, again, like, so people who were on the show, the eight of them, six of them, I, I can't remember the number, but they went on the show not having any sort of background on what. Seven, 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 on what reality television was. And so having someone come in the house and start. Like, he's not stirring the pot. He's having conversations that are important to him and important to the world and necessary, especially for white people. And I think it was just, like, way ahead of its time. And that maybe that's because it was in New York City and this white girl from Alabama is coming into the city where people who live in the city have experience. They experience 
different races so often and I'm not this is not excusing Julia at all I want to be very clear I think that she like the other white people on the show do have racist tendencies and I'm so happy that this show was on especially at that time to show that like and even watching it now I was having conversations with myself internally like even watching the old season back you know mm -hmm. it, it, it still is relevant I'm f and I say that and I say also I wish it wasn't I wish we were like had it all figured out 30 years yeah. later but like we're still working and we're still having these issues the one thing I'll say that's different is I do think people are fighting harder, and by people I mean white people, yeah. fighting harder for black issues than they were back then. You know, mm -hmm, definitely. Um, so let's get into the house. So then, the, so we're going to be talking about Homecoming, so this new um, iteration of the franchise. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't want to go back and watch all these things, that's fine because they're doing a pretty good job of showing you all the content from the first season. Yeah. In the reboot, so like it's kind of like a documentary and a reality show. Like there's a lot of talking in their confessionals about what happened in season one. Mm -hmm. So I really don't think, I think maybe watch the first episode of season one. So you kind of know who the characters are and then you could jump into this reboot and be totally cool. Um, but so they all uh, arrive at the house and they're just so cute. They're all crying in their cabs and like, so excited to just be there. They, my, they also had no idea that they were going to the same house that they yeah. had stayed in 30 years ago, which, like, they, like, walked... When the cars pulled up, they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, we're here What are again? the chances? I mean, that's New York yeah. for you. Yeah. I mean, New York buildings are here for, for you know, for so long. Like, I don't, this building I live in is very old, mm -hmm. and, like, the building you lived in when you were here in the city is very old. So I'm sure that if I came back in 20 years, this building would still be here. But, yeah, I mean, but still tenant, things yeah. happen. Like there are buildings that go down all the time up here because they're building high rises. And it's it's um, it's crazy that they just never touched that apartment at all. Yeah. And uh, obviously it was renovated and stuff like that. But the bones are still there, if you will. Yep. Um, I just uh, wait one second. Oh, wait. So I was pleasantly surprised to hear that Julie was like. I think that Julie is not who Julie was then, obviously. Why was she the only one rocking the no mask in the Uber and in... Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. It was so weird to me because everyone was so, like, like masked up in their cars and their Ubers or taxis, whatever, and then masks, like, as they enter into, like, the apartment. But Julie was, like, getting into her car, in the car, out of the car, all rocking the no mask look. I had no... And so, I did not at first, I was it. like, uh-oh. Uh uh-oh. No, I did not notice that, but... I mean, I know they've been tested, but, like, it's still important to protect your... Absolutely. Like, and there's there's also, an it, like, a thing of where she... Because she lives now in Birmingham. Um, it has been for a little bit. And that's also what I'm finding as I live in the South now, that it's just such a different level of strictness and care. Like I was at the sure. park today um, and we were walking, we were walking past the like playground and there was like so many people. No masks. No masks. And not just the kids. Like I don't get, I don't get the kid thing because I don't have a kid, but um, like even the adults were like maskless, not even a mask on their chin. 
<laughs> they just like straight up didn't have it. So it it is like a little bit of like a city thing. In a yeah. good, I mean, it's good. You please, for God's sake, wear a mask, even if your state says you don't have to. I just yeah. want to be clear. <laughs> Um, no, I just thought that that was interesting. Yeah. Wait, so they're all arriving at the house and I died when Heather came in because she said, Becky runs up to her to give her a hug and Heather says, end quote, I didn't even recognize you. I thought you was a part of the production. She is, and I wrote this down. I think that she belongs on television. Like it's fucked I up. Know. This is the first like, time we're seeing she her been? in thirty years. Yeah, yeah. like she is a well, star. Star. What'd you say? What'd you say? I said she's a star. Oh, she's a star. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, so, um, some of them have been on the challenge. Um, like uh, Norman, I think has been on quite a few challenge seasons in the beginning, and so it was Eric, and I think Becky. I mean, not Becky. Um. I think they all have been on the challenge except for Andre. I was looking up like who has been like what, where, what they all did like after. Mm-hmm. Cause they were like famous. Like yeah. they were the and first example of like, you know what we love about housewives. What I love about housewives is when we get a housewife that is no, a nobody and then is a somebody the next day. Like it's mm-hmm. interesting to see how someone deals with fame. And they were like the OG of that. Cause that didn't happen. Like no one was like no one except like, actresses and rock stars went from zero to 60 and it still didn't even happen in that quick of a time. Do you know what I mean? Like people still release singles or people were still in movies like Mm -hmm. before they got the big role. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because at the moment they were everywhere. And then now we're 30 years later and I like had I recognize none of them. I mean, maybe that's just because we're not real world. I people. think we are the minority in that. We, you and I are. Yeah, one thousand percent. Got it. I think half our age and half like I think the I think not the generation above me, but like maybe like I would say four years older than me. No, I guess a little bit older than that. Maybe like five years older than me, six years older than me. Like that generation, like they were like. I ca- the, like iconic the to them. They yeah. were Kardashians to them. <laughs> I just, I think we just skated under the radar. And also, I don't know how these shows were syndicated. You know, where right. all the you had to go to Blockbuster and get shows on DVD. Like if you wanted to watch old seasons of things. Oh, old seasons, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not like now, of course, where you can watch things on Hulu or right. Even um so they all get into the house and they find out so i had heard that eric wasn't staying in the house and i thought that it was because he was a diva or something like i just didn't understand after because i heard that and then i watched season one and he's clearly the breakout star of the show and i was like oh is he like too big for his britches and then i find out no he has covid which is really sad yeah and he um they kind of go into his journey with sobriety excuse me his journey with sobriety and um, holistic journey, and mm-hmm. it made me cry. <laughs> I yeah. started crying when he was like, I've done all this stuff for myself, and, like, I can't believe that, like, I'm not getting to be a part of this house because of this one COVID test, and, like, yeah, and, and what and made me emotional was when Heather was like, I came prepared for you. I got the tea you like. It's in I my know. bag. Like, I was like, oh, 
my God. She's like, I got to bring you some alcohol alternatives because yes, I have a I, stocked bar. No. Okay. Can we talk about the suitcase that she Yeah, brought? let's go for it. Yeah. So Heather so, pulls up. Yes. They all have a lot of shit, the, obviously, yeah, because the, they're okay, on television. They're on television. They're staying there for six days. They're. It's odd to me that they're not quarantining. We see, like, in the promo that they're, no, like. No, they did. No. No, No, they did. Before. They quarantined for two weeks. Before. Yeah. But in the promo, what, this is this is not what I, I want to get at, but in the promo, you see them, like, out and about. Oh, I think that's fine, though, because, like, in, like you quarantined, and then you were here, and then, like, you guys are all wearing masks when you step foot outside of the apartment. Got it. I don't know. I, I feel like it's, like. I mean, that's just, like, my life in New York City. Yeah, that's like, true. That's that's not true. Any, like, they, they've done all the steps to essentially be living a normal life in New York City. And in New York, you just, like, go with right, your mask right, right, on right. and go for walks. That's what I do, um, you know? But, he- so Heather pulls up. By pulls up, I mean, she they're in the bedroom <laughs> that she's sharing. <laughs> and she's like, okay, here we go. And it's a suitcase that is a mini bar. Like I've never seen anything like it. No, I haven't either. So the suitcase has slots like four liquor bottles and she's literally just pulling out like vodka, <laughs> whiskey, shooter, like things I've never seen. Like nice and it's nice too. I appreciate that. She had like Saint Germain. She came Oh like, my to god. Play. Some can I speak on something? This is a tangent, but sure. I you know, the whole Airbnb thing when you go with your friends, like I'm a control freak and I like to plan most of it because I feel that I have a good objective opinion on what will be successful. Yes, same. Okay. Now, we did an Airbnb recently. Not recently, like like in COVID, but like like a couple months ago. And we delegated someone else to get the alcohol. Now, this was, this was hard for me because I really like I know what I like and I know what other people like. That's what I will say is like I know this sounds like I'm a nightmare and I am, but I also am a a um hostess with the mostest. Like you're No, but I'm a generous nightmare. Like I right. I know and I am a perceptive nightmare. I know what people want. Same. And it's, it's And that's okay. where I it, it's a problem for me because I end up I freak out that people aren't happy because I thought I provided everything for the, everyone. But my point is if someone wants something from the liquor store run, if you want Aperol kicks, we're going to get Aperol for Aperol spritz on day two. Yeah. If someone wants this, we're going to do that. So I really try and be good about it, like about making sure everyone's happy. We delegate it to someone who I don't know as well. And we show up to the house and we're adults. And I think as adults, we can drink nicer things now, right? Yes. And I'm not saying... and. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying I want like like handles of Grey Goose. I'm just saying Tito's, some nice wine, bullet bourbon. I don't think these are crazy things to ask for, right? No, I don't think so. I don't, I mean, I'm related to you, so I share this quality. No, I don't think so. They show up, and I have, you know what? I have the wine with me still. I haven't opened it because it's trash. But they show up with jugs of Rex. Of Rex. And like, okay, here's the deal. If we were at a college party and we we're like, we, I want to drink wine tonight, I would have grabbed Rex in a heartbeat. I'm 30 years old and I want a nice wine with my dinner at my house in, in upstate because we can't do anything. We yeah. can't go on vacations. This is my vacation. And so I got really upset. <laughs> 
So here's what my point is back to your world. I would love to go on vacation with Heather because she takes care of you and she provides you with, it doesn't have to be the most expensive thing, but something that's nicer than what you would get when you're in college. I agree. I'm going to go get the wrecks. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I truly, when I was watching the show, I was frantically writing about how much I'm obsessed with Heather. I think that she definitely belongs on our TV permanently. I don't I don't remember really where she lived, but I think that she would like be great as a housewife, period. Okay, Tom came back with the Rex. This is mostly I'll cut this out for people who aren't on Patreon because it's just a visual. But um yeah, we got two of these and um none of them are consumed and I don't know if you guys have like gag gifts in your family where you just like pass them around like on Christmas. Like we have like a we have like a uh, talking fish that we like re-gift to someone else Billy in the Bass, family every Christmas. So I'm going to start re-gifting the bottle of Rex to other people. That's nice. Maybe we'll all drink it on our happy hour. It's good to <laughs> um, mix with sangria. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good idea. So you can use it. I feel like I came across awful there, but that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, they're paying to be here. They like us now before, so. I just... You know, in COVID, it's like we don't, we're not doing anything. Right. At least I'm not. And so these little, little excursions we have that are COVID safe, it's like, I just want them to be nice. I get it. I'm on the same boat. Um, But I feel like the Heather alcohol suitcase looked like just like the shoe bins you put on the back of your doors in middle school. <laughs> you just put it into a suitcase. <laughs> Very much that, yes. It could have been that. Um, but <laughs> that really got me. Um, wait, so did you catch when, when Eric was talking about COVID and Becky was like, Becky was like, just come here. Like, just come here. Like, I'll get anything for you. And Heather was like, you're by yourself on that one. <laughs> because she's like, I don't want any diseases. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, like I would say that to my boyfriend who I live with, like if he was got COVID, I'd be like, I'm going to take care of you because we share a home. Right. Wait, also, <laughs> also Eric looked at himself in the Zoom and he goes, why am I so red? And, and Heather goes, because you got COVID, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm excited. I'm really excited about this. I wrote, I have another Heather quote. So okay. this is back to the booze conversation. When Norman walks in and she's like unpacking and she said, I made sure the kids were taken care of. And that's, and back to my that's Rex the, story, that's, that's the all root I mean. Of it. What? That's the root of your thing. You just want to make sure I know. Taken care of. And I wasn't taken care okay, of. First of all, I'm not yelling at you. So you don't I need know, to I come. Can, <laughs> I can feel the backlash <laughs> off this one. <laughs> and then, okay, I, and then Heather was talking about how she needed tape. And <laughs> she goes, Can somebody find me tape? And then she goes, That's going to be the new. Can somebody get the phone? an icon i'm excited um, to see why everyone's angry this um homecoming season because I'm it's becky it's 1000 percent becky got it i mean i don't know that i'm just guessing do, oh, you, do you think i don't know my only thing was that um white people are confronted with racist issues and then they run out of the house I, I think Becky might be confronted and Norman gets up. I think Norman, it looks like Norman is the one that tries to leave. And I think mm -hmm. Norman 
the way it read to me in the preview is that Norman is upset at how she's reacting to this. Got it. And is like, I cannot do this. Norman and Julia are friends. Friends. They, because like when. Yes, yes. Because she went. So after the show, Julia went to L.A. and lived with him. Mm -hmm. And then she went back to Alabama. Julie's family seems so sweet and I loved her daughter talking to Kevin about um, her civil rights work and everything she's doing in Birmingham and trying to make a difference in this world and the way he was talking to her it was just so sweet like he was so he's is he a dad I I feel like we didn't get his backstory yet I can't I he might have said that he has one kid I can't remember I'm not sure yeah he just seems like the best dad is my point He's so kind-hearted in that, like, ugh. Um, Man. I'm just so excited. (coughs) Yeah, me too. Um, I'm trying to go back and see if I have any other notes about it. Julie's family seems sweet. Oh, Heather said, I saw fruit fruit snacks, and I said, this is bomb. That's another Heather (laughs) quote. I have a lot of Heather quotes. We're just going to collect them, so at the end... Right. I mean, this whole... I feel like this whole... um, Patreon season we're about to have of Real World is just going to be talking about how much we love Heather. She's amazing. Yeah. I feel like we could get her on the podcast. Let's do it. I'll reach out to her. Cool. Stay tuned. Um, any other thoughts about um, Homecoming? Real World Homecoming? This is kind of like the, the end of that of the episode. End I of, will be curious like, to see recap. if they're able to get the other seasons to do this. Like, if this is going to be a one-season wonder. The only thing that I worry about, like, they all walked into this house very genuine, where they're just like, I'm here just to see my friends again. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about, like, some in some of the seasons, if people are going to come in with an agenda to cause drama or to get... I'm just so used to Drag Race or the Queens in the U.S., not in U.K. or other places or Canada, but in the U.S. specifically... Drag Race has this huge issue with people using overusing the platform almost where like they're using it to make t-shirts and hashtags and this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm so nervous that some person is going to come in and ruin this, this whole thing by coming in and having a t-shirt on with like their hashtag Did for the week. The or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 especially because I think this is going to be big this season that we're watching right now. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be curious because, again, Tom and I haven't watched any of them except season, original season one and this. So I'll be curious to see, like, when we keep, I'm going to keep going, keep going with, like, real world old seasons, like, if we'll feel strongly about having the group back together again. Yeah, and let us know. I looked up, you know, some of the, I know that San Francisco is supposed to be, like, the best season of real world ever. Um, And that one, sadly, has the guy Pedro who comes out. Of, as being diagnosed with HIV and dies like at the end of it, which is very sad. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that season is really great. Also, I've heard uh, Real World Las Vegas is fantastic and Real World Seattle. Not the 2017 one. No, these are all the old <laughs> ones, but not all of them, All not all the seasons are on Paramount+. Plus. It goes from like one to five and then it goes to like 15 on. Mm. There's like a, there's a gap of like 10 in the middle. So I'm not sure... Where all these lie. But um, please sound off in the comments with any uh, seasons you'd like us to watch. What would be so... Okay. Wait. I have a, to kind of like... I feel like this is like a fun way to wrap up this. Um, 
if they were to do a homecoming, like real world homecoming, okay, but instead of real world, another show, not a reunion where they, but like a show where they put everyone back in a house again. I what know. show, what season, what would you die to see? Bridal Plasty. Okay, no, take a better <laughs> answer than that. <laughs> Why? That's an, inc- um, I would die to see those women. Angela would rip. She would still have something to say to all those women. Okay, but that's iconic to about three people, and those three <laughs> people are you and me and our friend Rachel. <laughs> like, I was going to say, I think what would be so iconic is um, season four of America's Next Top Model where with Naima and mm-hmm. um, Kenya and um, Tiffany. That's the the, I was rooting for you. Yes. That. Um, I also think an iconic reunion would be season one of Drag Race. I think that would be so fun. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I also But for think Drag Race, it would be fun if they did just like a one night only drag show. That was. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, or like a ball challenge. Just one night. Just for fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. No yeah. winners. Just like us. Everyone mm-hmm. do their stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um. There was another one on my mind that I'm forgetting. I'm trying to think of, I mean, you know, I want Flavor Fluff, but they, I, I don't know that they could do that though, because so a lot many of them are, of them too. I know, but also a lot of them with the, with that, it's like they were there to find love and that's obviously not going to happen. So what's the premise of putting <laughs> them back in the house again? Like Flavor Flav, I've never, I've never sound wider. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. <laughs> Like Flavor Flav is not looking for love right now. So, what is he up to? Flav, I bet we can get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> him and Brett Michaels. That would be a get. Oh my god! I actually would freak out if we got Brett Michaels. On the <laughs> I would too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll sound off about what what season of reality would you love to see reunited? Um, I would love to hear some more uh, thoughts and ideas. Do you have another one that's not bridal plastic kicks? No. Maybe Is there, season there's not one, a season maybe of... Maybe season one of, like, American Idol. Like, or... I don't know why I'm so stuck on just from Justin to Kelly so much today. I don't know either. <laughs> you know, Justin Guarini does those, uh, comer- those commercials now. What commercials? He does, like, the... Um, I think it might be Geico. Weird. Yeah. Well, and then Kelly Clarkson has a talk show. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson's like the <laughs> and, richest and, and, woman and in America. <laughs> um, okay, great. Well, once again, thank you guys for being here. This is going to wrap up our Patreon episode. I, we would love any feedback about um, this new venture we're doing. And so we'll be back next week with the second episode of uh, Real World Homecoming. And... Um, Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, all those things, all those things. And this episode and next week's episode are both going to be free on the Patreon as well as public on our in, on our podcast feeds. So um, you can find those there. The videos will always be on the Patreon, though. That does that goes nowhere else but to those that pay for it. So, so you can see our yeah. pretty pay to see our pretty faces. Um, okay, well, have a great night, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.